This is 5 Minute Friday, episode number 244, Data Science in Entertainment. Welcome back to the Super Data Science Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Super excited to have you back here on the show. And today we're continuing our series of episodes about data science in various industries to help you excel in those industries or inspire you to come up with even cooler, even better ideas for your industry. And so far in this series, we've done uh, the following industries. We've done a data science in healthcare, a retail, mining, education, and banking. And so that's five episodes in total, and those are episodes number 216, 220, 228, 234, and 238. In case you've missed them, you can find them on the Super Data Science Show. And today in, uh, this episode, we're talking about data science in entertainment. Very exciting episodes ahead, some cool examples coming up, so let's dive straight into it. The entertainment industry entails commercially popular activities for people to amuse themselves with, particularly cinema, television, radio, theater, music, and gaming. So we're all familiar with the t entertainment industry. In fact, as a species, we're moving more and more towards a world all full of entertainment. Um, according to some estimates, the revenue of the entertainment industry in 2018 was $2 trillion. $2 trillion with a T. Uh, if you recall from our previous conversations, that's, uh, for example, that's higher than the mining industry combined, the total of the mining industry. Um, and the... Entertainment industry comprises about 2.5% of the world's GDP. So a massive industry, lots of people are employed here. Let's have a look at how data science and artificial intelligence are applied in the entertainment industry. Application number one, targeted advertising. With the world of entertainment expanding exponentially, there's more and more types of entertainment and kinds of content and it's important to make sure that whatever you're advertising as a business as a company or as a data scientist when you're helping a business whatever you're advertising to your customers it has to be relevant because there's so many different options um, some might not fit certain people and certain people might be looking for specific things and that's why you want to make it your advertising as specific as possible in that case uh, is going to be a win-win both for the business and because therefore you spend less on advertising uh, or use ineffective advertising and also a win for the customer because you enhance their customer experience and therefore they'll come back uh, back to you. And the example here is YouTube. So I've got a very cool example for my personal life and it's to do with my mom. So my mom uses YouTube on her iPad and she is very protective about other people using her iPad specifically on to do to search things on YouTube to watch videos and the reason for that when like when once we discuss the reason for that is really cool because my mom watches you know maybe she'll watch some cooking videos or some self-development videos um, or some other things that might be of interest to her on YouTube and then she will wait for YouTube to give her recommendations. So she actually has a really cool relationship with YouTube where she watches videos and then uh, by putting you know, likes and thumbs up, thumbs down and subscribing to channels 
and you know selecting the videos and the content that she watches she helps youtube understand what her preferences are what her goals are what she wants what kind of person she is and then um, she works together with youtube to iron out that perception that it has of her and then she consumes the content that youtube recommends her she's very excited about the new things that youtube um suggests and recommends to her and so whenever somebody else like my dad pick up, picks up the ipad and searches something for themselves in her account on youtube that completely disrupts her uh her whole relationship with youtube because all of a sudden uh it starts recommending completely different content that is not is not what she wants not what she's after so she's very protective of uh, her ipad of that relationship i think you know i i'm really enjoying seeing how uh, all generations regardless of age are embracing this new world we live in where artificial intelligence can actually help us in our search and consumption of entertainment and actually make our lives more interesting and fun and easier because we don't have to do that search ourselves so there's a short example from my personal life and now we're moving on to application number two of data science in entertainment and the application is creating specific content so the world's actually moved well beyond just using data science and ai to recommend existing content to people companies are now actually creating content based on artificial intelligence insights and data science and Here's an example. Here are some mind-blowing facts about Netflix. This is really crazy stuff. So in 2018, Netflix spent $13 billion, between 12 and $13 billion on content. And how crazy, that's just like mind-blowing. $13 billion on, on uh, content and 85% of this is actually for new original series and movies so to give you a quick comparison um, Netflix subscribers in 2018 got approximately 82 new feature films to watch whereas Warner Brothers created only about 23 new films and Disney only about 10 so those numbers are quite approximate because these were predictions made earlier in uh, 2018 in the middle of 2018 but nevertheless compare that 18 new films by Netflix versus about 23 25 by Warner Brothers and 10 by Disney in addition to that in terms of television series Netflix produced or acquired an incredible 700 new or exclusively licensed TV shows including more than a hundred scripted dramas and comedies and dozens of documentaries and children's shows how crazy is that? Uh, we'll link to all these stats in the show notes where you can read more about these, but the numbers speak for themselves. $13 billion spent on content in 2018 by Netflix. And what they're doing is they're actually taking all of the um, data from hundreds of millions of users that they have and identifying what is exactly of interest. What are people searching for? What kind of shows do they like? What kind of actors do they like? What kind of directors do they like? What combinations of those things do they like? And based on that, they know they're very well informed what kind of content to produce. And they have the budget, they put in 13, million, 13 billion, excuse me, 13 billion dollars, and off they go. They start creating videos that are laser specific to what people actually want. 
So that's creating specific content. Um, number three, example uh, application of data science and AI, number three, and this is gaming AI. So AI has been very closely linked to gaming, uh, to all sorts of games, starting from um, Deep Blue be beating Gary Kasparov in um, chess, in the game of chess in 1997, to AlphaGo winning the, the world championship of Go in of the game of Go, which is much more complex than chess, exponentially more complex. Uh, in 2017, a decade before it was actually predicted to happen, um, and now artificial intelligence beating humans in StarCraft II, a very popular game in the world right now. Um, this was happened uh, in early 2019. So the reason why artificial intelligence is very closely linked to gaming in that sense, because gaming provides an enclosed environment where we can see how artificial intelligence can cope with a limited set of rules and perform, you know, in a very like. Uh, beat humans at something that they're good at and not only does that show us that artificial intelligence is advancing and that we can apply same types of artificial intelligence in business uh, to solve uh, enclosed environments and complex problems but also it changes how we actually perceive games but that's not the only way AI is applied in gaming AI is actually applied on the other side as well to compete with humans to make the challenge more interesting to make the challenge more exciting to to speaking of entertainment, to have allow people to be entertained, not just go through the game too easily or go or not be able to pass the game because it's too complex, but actually have a worthy opponent. And so, an example here is a game called The Last of Us, which was released in 2013, and it sported some of the best gaming artificial intelligence to date. The game received wide acclaim from players and critics and sold over 17 million copies making it one of the best-selling video games of all time. And a lot of that success was attributed to, or is attributed to the artificial intelligence that was present in the game. And that was back in 2013. Imagine how far we've advanced now in 2019. Um, okay, application number four of uh, data science and AI in uh, entertainment, and this is trend prediction. So very similar to how Netflix creates content, uh, and chooses which videos to create and where to invest its budget into, um, that can be done across many areas of entertainment to actually see what people are interested in. And th that's a very different approach to what companies used to use back in the day where it's gut field, where, where they're thinking or you know executives or managers or um, whoever's putting the strategy together have a gut feel of what is going to be uh, next, what's going to be the next big hit. Now we can use data science for that. Example here is uh, Shazam. We all know Shazam, it's the app that you can download on your phone and uh, you click a button and it will tell you what song is playing in the room you're in or wherever else, like the song you're hearing, you can just, uh, through a, a tiny little brief sample, it will tell you exactly the name of the song so you can save it to your Spotify or wherever else you're listening music, to music and listen to it later. Well, that's not the only thing that Shazam does. Shazam actually also uses the data of what people, what songs are people Shazamming, and that, then it uses those insights to predict what kind of genres are gonna be popular next, what's gonna be the next big hit, what um, kind of music are people actually interested, are going to be interested in the future. And 
no wonder that Shazam was acquired by Apple in 2018 for $400 million. So they're definitely doing something right and also puts into perspective that our world of entertainment isn't as simple as it seems. In the background, there's all these AI and data science algorithms working to help enhance our experience and actually guide not only individuals in their direction of what content they're going to be consuming, not only companies in, what, in terms of what content they're going to be creating, but our society, our world as a whole, in terms of where we're moving, what direction we're moving in terms of what's going to be the next big hits, what's going to be popular, what genres we're going to be listening to and things like that. So quite a very deep philosophical thing if you stop to think about it for a second. And moving on to um, application number five of artificial intelligence, uh, this is a pretty cool one, visual effects rendering. So last year there was a really cool movie. I haven't seen it yet, but after reading this, I'm really looking to forward to watching it. It's called Avengers Infinity War. If you've seen it, then you probably remember the character called Thanos. I hope I'm pronouncing that well. Um, and so what happened there, right? First of all, Thanos is, if you haven't seen the movie, he's like this big purple dude and he actually is, it's, it's um, basically it's bigger than a human and his face is bigger than a human. So um, there's special effects that are involved in order to create this character. So yes, there's an actor walking around, but then there's a lot of special effects overlaid on top in order to create this uh, physiology and his appearance. So basically what happened this time is that uh, the visual effects team used an AI algorithm trained on high resolution scans of the actor's face in order to bring the character of Thanos to life in uh, Avengers Infinity War. Uh, the AI was so good it could detect individual wrinkles and automa automatically map the resulting face renders onto the character's body. And what this did is it allowed the actor to work uh, alongside the other stars rather than being in front of a green screen alone and also it allowed the director to see the results in real time. So critical acclaim for the movie was very high, much of it focused on how believable Thanos was and it grossed over $2 billion making it the fourth highest grossing movie of all time. So there you go, a quite an unexpected application of artificial intelligence and uh, those are only just five examples of five areas where data science or artificial intelligence can assist in the entertainment industry. There are plenty and plenty more. If you're inspired by these, I highly recommend for you to check out some more and read further into it. It's, it's a huge field, it's a huge industry, and there's lots of fun, exciting things going on in the space of data science and AI. And on that note, thank you so much for being here today, and I hope you enjoyed this little excursus into the world of entertainment. If you're interested in getting the show notes for this episode, then head on over to www.superdatascience.com slash 244. That's superdatascience.com slash 244. And there you will find more links where you can read more about these examples and also any other materials mentioned in this podcast. And on that note, we're going to wrap up. I look forward to seeing you back here next time. And until then, happy analyzing. <laughs>